I watched the uh, trailer for the new Mr. Rogers documentary today. Everyone was messaging me about it and saying it was making them cry. It made me cry. I gotta watch it. Yeah, it made me cry. I haven't watched it yet. I want to see it. Are you about to cry right now? Yeah. I can't wait to see it. When I was young, me and my sister would have a deal where she would get 30 minutes of TV time, then I would get 30 (laughs) minutes, and we would alternate. And one day, I wanted to watch Ninja Turtles. She had 30 minutes of Mr. Rogers, and I unilaterally decided that I didn't want to sit through her Mr. Rogers. (gasps) And I decided to switch the channel. She didn't like it. During her half hour During her half hour. She appealed to my mom, who obviously sided with her. Of course. I was outraged. I took off my sock. Uh, I shoved it at the television screen and uh, told told Mr. Rogers to put a sock in it. (laughs) I mean, talk about a sociopath. (laughs) And today, after watching the documentary trailer, I felt very bad about that. (laughs) Certainly since that time, you've grown to appreciate Mr. Rogers, as we all have, I'm sure. Jedediah is a man. Who once was a boy And he wrote down all his feelings In a diary to enjoy Now he's reading it again Reading it for you Maybe you'll recognize yourself too Jedi Diaries The Jedi Diaries That's the name of this podcast And now the song is through what was that story about when you you ruined somebody's wedding? Is that oh, am, I, uh, am I remembering wrong? Probably. Ooh, ooh, I did. I did ruin a thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, wedding. a wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tori and I both used to be DJs for mm-hmm. Peak DJ in Vermont. Yeah, and we did mostly weddings. Yeah. Probably like seventy five percent weddings, and then we did some parties and dances. Yeah, and stuff. I'd like to apologize to our former boss Newton for the story Tori is about to tell. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> Newton was long ago disabused of the notion that I was a good DJ. <laughs> This isn't going to be news This to is not news to Newton. Okay. I just remember being terrified every single time. It was a high-risk, low-reward situation <laughs> yeah. to DJ another person's wedding. <laughs> Go on. Probably the worst, definitely the worst gig I ever played <laughs> was the time that I forgot the music. <laughs> we played music from like a CD library. Back in the day. Yeah. So we had like a briefcase of CDs. Oh, and you forgot. You just you you brought all the equipment and all the speakers and everything, but you forgot to to snag the briefcase on your way out the I door. I completely forgot from, the music. From where, where the pickup was. I was playing several hours from home, so it was an impossibility that I was going to go back and get right. the music. You were out of time. You realized your mistake too late to do anything. I realized my it. mistake about 20 minutes before. <laughs> you were still supposed I to had, start playing. I had set everything up. <laughs> so what happened was... I thought you forgot the music for a wedding. No, 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 no. I mean, that would have been catastrophic. <laughs> Thankfully, it was a college party. Oh, thank God. This was, I don't know, 12 years ago. So iPods... About halfway between now and the diary. <laughs> and the diary. iPods did exist, but we didn't have any way to like, didn't interface. Have the, the, the technological capability right. of just playing from an iPod, really? Was it? I, I mean, guess we didn't. I mean, it was optimized for CDs. You could plug it into like the aux cable. There was that, yeah. but it just distorted. It I, think, I think due to the compression, it was just it just sounded terrible. It just okay. wasn't a possibility. Okay. So I called several friends who lived close by. Mm-hmm. I mean, I called probably five people, and I was able to get in touch with our friend Ben. Where was this? At Middlebury College. Okay. Where did Ben live? He Burlington? lived in Burlington. Okay. So it was still... Like an hour away. It was still an hour away, but it was much closer than... So Ben... Answered the call. He answered and rushed the call. to your rescue. He did. Sped probably to middle. He got pulled over by a cop on the way. <laughs> says, "Officer, I have to. My friend's in danger. I, think I have to." He I did appeal to, to them. <laughs> they may have given him a warning. Uh, they said he sounds like a, your friend sounds like a terrible DJ. <laughs> 
so Ben came to my rest. I told him to bring every CD he had. Uh-huh. Uh, ben is a little, as you know, he's a little offbeat. Yeah. So his music okay. library was comprised of things like Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Sounds great. And they might be giants. Yeah, I love this. I would. This is a party. This is this for once a party I'd want to go to. <laughs> Which is, you know, great music, but not the kind of music that college kids want to dance no. to. So Ben came. He brought all the CDs he had. We started with the most obvious stuff, which... Dead Man's Party, maybe Birdhouse in Your Soul. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, got us through about 15 minutes. <laughs> and then, you know, we went through everything else. And the kids were outraged. <laughs> were they dancing? A little bit, but they yeah, were... They I, I just remember looking out at them. One of them yelled at one point, you suck. It's <laughs> like a movie. <laughs> What did you do? We got through the party. We got a terrible review. Mm-hmm. I remember. The, I like to say we. So you, you were like in a team. He's roped in. You, yeah, he's your, de- your deputy. Yeah, I know. To his credit, he stood by my side. Ben, if you're <laughs> listening, would love to hear your side of this story. Yeah. Call in tip line one eight zero two eight five one nine five seven eight. Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, he did subject himself to verbal abuse that definitely wasn't. <laughs> not his fault well yeah and you know he i'm sure i imagine he couldn't help but take it a bit as a judgment on his tastes (laughs) of course that person that yelled at you suck should have yelled out you know this is great music but not right for this venue (laughs) therefore you suck (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you did you did i pulled out something you weren't terrible as a dj necessarily you were terrible as an employee right or, or your you know, organizational yeah, your skills. skill your yes it was it wasn't your music playing skills right were up to snuff yeah it was just i was crossfading between the songs with, <laughs> what you had to work with was yeah. not um you know not what they expected right so i got a terrible review as expected as, yeah so six months later i was playing a wedding at middlebury college in this very same hall that i'd played the the college party six months earlier i've told you this I think I did the ceremony, I did the reception, and afterwards, I was packing up the equipment, the custodian was there, and he said, I just want to let you know you did a great job tonight. He was like, we had a DJ here in February who forgot all his music. (laughs) He was like, it's so nice to see someone like you who's professional. But then... Wait, just for our listeners, it was you. It was me. Yeah. I was I, I was the horrible DJ to whom he was positively comparing and he couldn't, myself. He was like, a man who did that couldn't... It, just the <laughs> idea no... that you could be the same man yeah. was just impossible to him to even conceive of. I love the visual of that janitor like sweeping up after the best party Windleberry's ever seen. I know. And just being like, God... <laughs> Have I got a tale for you? Yeah. Swish, swish. He wasn't at the college party, so he was telling me stories that he'd heard secondhand. <laughs> you're, a, you're a legend. But he was getting aspects of the story, the actual story, wrong. That's because it was a story. It, it was, was a, like urban legend. It was like Operator, like where the story's yeah. passed along and details are modified. It could have been a different terrible DJ. There was enough. The details were enough. The details were recognize. enough that I knew it was just like slightly exaggerated. <laughs> They had like punched up the story. <laughs> of course. You know, like you he do. was telling me things that were like worse than what I had done. God, I love that. I mean, that's that's so human nature to, yeah. I mean, that story was just spread around campus. Yeah. Details were lost. Details were added. Mm-hmm. You know, it had been half a year. Like yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. People are going to forget. People will embellish, mm-hmm. you know. 
I didn't like that. I didn't like that the story changed. You didn't like that the truth had been sort of lost. But now I feel like, you know, people love to tell stories and they have this idea of narratives. And if something (laughs) doesn't suit the purposes of the story, they're going to almost unconsciously somewhat tweak it so that it makes a slightly better better story. story. No one wants to tell a boring story. No one wants to tell a story that's not good. And I have to say, like, the story I heard from the janitor was better than the actual (laughs) experience. (laughs) Um. My parents texted me in response to last week's episode. My mom texted me, Tell Tori I also looked up the idea that the number of orgasms in life is limited. The doctor who wrote the article said they are not. Oh, good. Therefore, quote, don't cry over spilled sperm. (laughs) Quote, ha ha. (laughs) My dad also texted. I asked him, do you have any idea what book Tori might have got that fact from? And he said, Yes. Oh. It was my Anthology of Masturbation, a comprehensive <laughs> history of man's most pleasurable pursuit. <laughs> so I think that's a lie. <laughs> Such a weighty tone. Yeah, it's, it's a multiple, multiple volumes. volume. It's an anthology. It's back when you can buy anthologies at the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, time life. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> So that must be like an urban legend or some myth that has some power. That the amount of orgasms one can have in their life has a ceiling. If there's a doctor online who is fielding That's these, true. Yeah, these, he wouldn't just kind of, probably wouldn't just pull that out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe it's something akin to the worst DJ ever to come to Middlebury story. It could have started out as, you know, a small thing. And, and then, then just, it just over time, snowballs. Yeah. Like from one, I mean, it is, this is the definition of an urban, yeah. an urban legend. Um, yeah. Welcome to week 12 of the Jedi Diaries. I'm your host, Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. And here we are, once again, lucky lucky number twelve. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not a what it is doesn't. what is twelve? We're, we're, a dozen. A dozen, a dozen episodes in, just mm-hmm. like a carton of eggs. Oh, and next week we'll be at Unlucky Thirteen. A Baker's A dozen. Baker's dozen. That's me. Yeah. I'm Jedediah Baker. I'm Tori Puckett. <laughs> we're stuck in an endless loop. <laughs> Welcome to spring. 2018. When do you think spring? Could you look up when spring sprang in 1993? It's always the 21st of March. It is? Yeah. Oh. That's not something that changes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Or the 20th. Hmm. What? Do you know that there was a storm March 15th, 1993 that was called the storm of the century? <gasps> and we missed that. There's a lot of like of the century, the trial of the century, the storm sure. of the century. But well, but there's I mean, how I many? Think s- of what is the trial of the century of the 20th century? It's O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, but people called the Lindbergh baby the trial of the century. There were probably like yeah. 10 trials of the century. Okay, I guess the last one is technically the trial of the century. Yeah, I suppose. that's true. They keep like superseding. Yeah, if you declare something to be the trial of the century after a previous declaration, the implication is that yours. No, that was this one. Yeah, you think that this you, is yeah, the one? You thought the Lindbergh baby was big. But it's, you know, was it something that they were doing at the time, or is it something sort of like no one was like, let's go off to World War One. Can't wait to fight. <laughs> right. You know, like they called it that afterwards. The Great War. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder. It's like a TV news thing. Sure. Like you would say. Trial of the Century. Yeah, yeah. That is marketing right. to me. Oh, of course. If something was called the Trial of the Century after yeah. it was done, that would hold a bit more water sure. to me. But yeah. I think probably most things that were called the Trial of the Century were called that as they were happening mm-hmm. as a way to drum up interest. Yeah. I think. And Storms of the Century. I feel like they should be like, let's hold off. I mean, up. technically, let's they're... Let's hold sh- off. <laughs> what, until the last, yeah, last like month? Yeah, like if a meteorologist is like, this promises to be the Storm of the Century. Or think even if, if like a week later, they're like, God, that was the Storm of the Century. I would say, hold on. <laughs> we, we got we another... We have 80 years to go. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll certainly see many more storms of the century <laughs> right. in the next, you know, 80 years. Yeah. I think trial of the century is largely subjective. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a storm of the century last century mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. bit, well how do you measure a storm like the most casualties or the, the largest highest, amount of rainfall the most financial damage yeah the amount of time it lasted yeah the ratings these are things to consider <laughs> do you think we'll ever be considered the podcast of the century i mean it seems like anyone could call themselves that's true you know what welcome thanks for tuning in to this the podcast of the century <laughs> i'm your host jedediah baker i'm tory pocket <laughs> this is week 12 <laughs> One week shy of a baker's dozen. (laughs) So now it is time for the 12th time, Mm. for the dozenth time, time for us to dig deep into the past and read the words of a 12-year-old boy in 1993. Tori, are you ready? Yes. Listeners, are you ready? Good. Here we go. March 20th. Matt came over today. Josie was going to sleep over at someone's house, but he came back. I worked on my TV. <laughs> I must have been building a... Building a television? Not a proper television. Right. Probably a cardboard. I think I might remember this. Do you remember that? No, not like really. A play, like basically just like in the old Bloom County comics, I think they had a... Like where you not pop a, in the TV. Yeah, just like a cardboard box yeah. turned into a, a TV. Yeah. You cut out the screen... I worked on my TV. That's good. That's like a craft project that is sort of intertwined with the idea of performance. Mm-hmm. Like, why build a fake TV unless you were going to be inside that TV yeah. and pretending to be a television show? I wonder if you had like plans for what you wanted to like do. Like a broadcast it, or it was kind just of... the construction of a TV. March 21st. I went skiing today. School tomorrow. I... <laughs> I worked on my TV I made. Josie is. And then I've crossed out an a-hole. <laughs> and written instead in all caps, stupid jerk. Okay. I hate him. Yawn. <laughs> so I've written Josie is an a-hole. An <laughs> double, I've double censored myself mm-hmm. because I didn't even write asshole. I wrote a-hole. <laughs> right. And then I crossed it out and I was like, too harsh. Yeah. Stupid jerk. The funny thing about you censoring yourself is you were not someone who, as I recall, was especially mindful about the words that... I mean, not that you would swear with abandon. <laughs> I have to imagine, like, asshole is a word that in life you would use with some... Really? At 12? Were we, I think so. were we just kind of spouting? I mean, I don't think we were crass, but well, I, I also don't think we were what? especially prude or yeah. prudish. But... Why write a-hole instead of asshole? And then why cross it out? Because it's still very visible. So it wasn't a matter of covering my tracks. It was, if I'm taking this on face value, Mm -hmm. it was a matter of writing something, realizing "Eh, that's not right. Right. And crossing it out. Maybe you had like a sense of propriety for the the diary. Maybe, Maybe, you know, when you're writing an email or whatever, you can just kind of be casual. But maybe you're like, I'm sitting down, I'm writing, like I have to. I'm recording this for future generations. It's time to tap into a higher self. (laughs) I don't (laughs) Okay, I mean, stupid jerk (laughs) is not... Okay, I can see on on some level. Yeah. It is more descriptive, certainly. Asshole is a bit 
of a kind of objective term. I mean, it means someone who is a jerk, uh-huh. but it doesn't imply stupidity, I don't think. So perhaps stupid jerk is uh-huh. a bit more flowery. It's less vulgar. Yeah. I guess you do have an adjective in there. Yeah. I think you could argue that asshole and stupid jerk are synonyms. Josie, you're not either of those things. Mm-hmm. March 22nd. I am very, 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 I know it's very, coming. very, 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 <laughs> very tired. <laughs> I hardly did any homework. Babysitting class tomorrow. I took a bath. <laughs> Return to the classics. Yeah. This one. Back to the basics. <laughs> Do you think I wasn't actually that? That's that's incredibly extremely tired yeah do you think that i was or do you think i was just like i'm just gonna write down very until i've filled two lines i wouldn't presume to imagine what you were thinking (laughs) (laughs) do you remember me ever remarking to you 25 years ago at school or at play i'm i'm so tired tori no but this is interesting because you know i see kids now overflowing with energy yeah I mean, of course, the flip side of that is when kids get tired out, they get so cranky and lie on the floor and throw fits and stuff. Not 12-year-olds. No, that's true. But there's this assumption on my part that kids just have this boundless amount of energy. Yeah. So to hear you expressing (laughs) this constant kind of state of being tired is, you sound like an adult, you know, like that's... (laughs) Just ahead of my time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't remember ever thinking, oh, Jed is unusually yeah, tired yeah. for our age. It is still, I mean, we figured this out a few weeks ago. I'm just writing down what's happening right. at that moment. And it is, so it, it is, is not an indication of how I felt throughout all the, day. the day. It's time for bed. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. March 23rd. Bodhi is making really weird sounds. Mm-hmm. He is funny. Mm-hmm. I had babysitting class today. Dad was mad at me. The milk tastes like water. <laughs> Maybe he switched over from whole milk to skim. <laughs> I was already, I was already to like have a big mystery about that and yeah. be like, what could this possibly mean? Is this a code? Am I just kind of stating something about truth? No, he probably just <laughs> switched to skim without me realizing it. <laughs> I was at my dad's house. My mom had whole milk. My dad had skim milk. Twenty-five years later, we've solved this crime. I remember. Maybe he this dairy crime. He wanted to, like, maybe he did it. Furtively. I did say I was fat. Maybe he thought I was too fat. I mean, yeah, maybe like, he was yeah, like, I'm going to... Because I remember one time we would have, obviously, like cereal in huh. the house. I, I was very insistent on my dad buying brand names. Yeah. Frosted Flakes, Cheerios, instead yeah, of instead Magic of like Circles the, the, or whatever the, the Grand the, Union Whatever brand. the knockoff yeah. was. We went to my aunt and uncle's house, and my uncle told my dad that what he did was he would keep a box of the Frosted Flakes... He would buy the generic brand, which yeah. was... He would keep the physical box. He would keep the, the physical flakes. box. He would buy the generic brand, which was like a dollar or two cheaper. <laughs> yeah. He would dump it in the brand name box, and his kids wouldn't know the difference. And I remember my dad hearing that and being like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that at some point, not like right away, but like at some point down the road. Yeah. And I remember telling him, you won't get away with this. <laughs> there is no way I'm not going to know the difference. And my dad thinking, you'll be surprised. Around six or seven months later... The cereal tasted off, and I was like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> Were you right? Yeah. You got him. I got him. <laughs> I love you waited six months. I know. He knew you were serious. Yeah, he yeah. Was not, he didn't like saying, whatever, Tori, three weeks later, yeah. switch it out. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to wait till he definitely forgets about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Of course you could tell. There was no question. It was the first bite and I yeah. <laughs> and I knew. I wonder why dad was mad at me. Do you think that I was like being a little bitch about the milk? <laughs> the milk, yeah. Do you think I was just Maybe you're giving just, him like yeah. wouldn't wouldn't <laughs> shut up about how the milk tasted? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm also interested in how your babysitting class went. You know what? Me too. Yeah. And um, I know I passed eventually. Yeah. I, I get, you know. Do you remember what they taught you in this babysitting class? Mm, how to not kill a baby, I guess. Yeah. I, I think I do remember having to take care of a bag of flour. Yeah. Did we do that in school? Famously. We did that in school. Yeah. We did that in home ec. Home ec. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that was that. I think it was just, you know, no, I can't speak to it. If anyone listening also took a babysitting class, Liza, I know you did. Yeah. Call in to the tip line, 1-802-851-9578, and just kind of regale us. When did a bag of flour become a stand-in, an effective stand-in for a human baby? It's about the same weight and size as a, as a, re- as a baby. A bag of flour has none of the requirements. It's the weight and size. What else so, do you need? So, and, so, and, but they're basically and just teaching if you... if you drop it, yeah. you can tell. Don't drop your baby. They're teaching you that a baby is heavier than you might think, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't drop it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else do you need to know? That covers about 4% of... What do you want? What do you want them to give you? What's a better proxy? Like a kitten. An animatronic... A kitten or a puppy. You could kill that. That's the point. (laughs) You can also kill potentially a human baby, which would, I mean... Okay, I see. You're saying that not destroying a bag of flour is a very low bar. Like if if one week you're given a bag of flour... And you're able to not drop it. And then the next week you're given a human baby. You're like, God, this is not at all approximate. (laughs) But that's not what that was. The babysitting course wasn't keep this bag of flour alive. (laughs) That was almost like a social experiment in school. It was a test. Right. Like don't. No one came out of that unit in home ec prepared um, prepared to take care of a a human human baby. I guess you're right. If you leave a bag of flour behind in a classroom or whatever, then, I mean, you understand what this is to carry this around all day. Yeah. I guess it's the most basic understanding of what it is to be stuck with this (laughs) 10 pound, 15 pound thing. Yeah. To really do it, they should have made like stick like a little... Like a little speaker in the bag of flour sort of <laughs> yeah. screams. My understanding or my, my like idea of it is that the bag of flour is fragile. Right. And you're supposed to come back with an intact bag of flour a week later <laughs> right. that you'd yeah. had with you everywhere. Yeah. And if the bag of flour was fucked up in any way, you are a failure at caregiving. Yeah. I think it was more a test of like responsibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than actually keeping a human being alive. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, remember in kindergarten when the chicks around Easter time Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right around this time of yeah. year, there'd be an incubator mm-hmm. in the kindergarten classroom full of eggs. That seems way more effective than a bag of flour. Except at the end of it, and this is the problem, at the end of it, you've got all these alive chicks. Yeah. What do you do with them? Wait, what did we do with they them? They probably got killed. That's terrible. I no, know. They couldn't have gotten what killed. What could they, what, what are you going to do? That's true. We probably gave them to a chicken farm and they did get killed. Yeah. Or we just literally threw them away. That, I no. That... I, I, okay. Maybe we didn't. But I guarantee you, out of all the kindergarten classrooms in America that hatch eggs every year, mm-hmm. you think every single one of those chicks goes to a farm? And thrives. <laughs> and lives a long, happy lives life? Free range. Absolutely not. That's. I bet a majority of them die the next day. I've never thought about that. Those poor chicks. Those poor chicks. I wouldn't stand for that now. I wouldn't either. I mean... I live next door to a Montessori school. Should I go over there next week and be like... Do you have a baby chick program? Give them to me. Yeah. (laughs) I live in a no-pets apartment, but that's not going to stop me. I'm raising these baby chicks. 
That is terrible. Yeah. But I mean, you know, man, we've got dominion over the animals. I know. As, as we have a real responsibility the, to them. Well, or we can do whatever we want to them. I think that's I that's most people's takeaway from dominion over the animals is that we can kill them if we that's, feel like it. That makes me sick. That's wrong. Yeah. But the way it is. Mm-hmm. March 24th. I had Taekwondo today. I had school today. I had band today. <laughs> Toby was coming to me by himself oh. today. <laughs> school school over in about 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> 60, <laughs> 60 school days? No, I think probably 60 calendar days. No, March to April, April to May. No, I just guess that's May. School went until well, mid-June. I'm going to flip forward until the last day of school, and we'll find out. Looks like school ended around <laughs> June 13th, mm-hmm. mid, mid-June. mid Okay, so it was about 90 more calendar days. You're right. Yeah. 60 days is not correct. Yeah. 60 more days of school is correct. Maybe Mrs. Waring was, this is completely speculative. Yeah. This is a theory. <laughs> okay. Maybe you were acting up in class. She had lessons to get through. She was like, you know, damn it, we only have 60 school days left before the end of the year. And that, that I heard sixty. That I sunk in. sixty. Yeah. Days. Yeah. Counting down. We're gonna be disappointed in sixty days. I know. <laughs> There's a whole month left. I was promised. <laughs> <laughs> really curious. Saying today unnecessarily yeah. uh, after. Wait, say what well, today? I had taekwondo today. I had school today. I had band today. Toby was coming to me by himself today. Uh huh. School over in about sixty days. I checked the meter. I was wondering if it was like iambic pentameter, but it, but it's was not. It? No. no. March 25th. Mom got a new computer game. It is a storytelling program. It is called Storyweaver. It is fun. Matt and Donnie wrote a note and wouldn't let me see it. <laughs> Another trick. Ugh, those guys. <laughs> those two. Matt or Donnie, if you're listening, please call the tip line 802-851-9578. Tell me what that note said. I got to know. <laughs> Please, not... I got to know. I've been waiting 25 years to find out. <laughs> it's probably another case of Matt and Donnie just passing a note, not necessarily like thinking nothing about to do, you. Nothing to, nothing do, with to do with you. And then once you were like, hey, what's, what, what is that? What hey, is guys, that? what was that note? Can I see you? And then they made it about keeping yeah, it from yeah, you. Let me see the note. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember story. I, I think in my memory, it's called Storybook Weaver. Oh, and okay. I'll look that up. Uh-huh. But... I remember it very clearly. Yeah. I wrote a story called Booby's Head. Yeah. Do you remember Booby's Head? No, but I, oh. I, I'm intrigued by the sound. <laughs> it was a program where it would sort of give you, like, you had all these components, uh-huh. like all these characters and set pieces, uh-huh. like little, like basically stickers almost. Yeah. And then settings and then an area to write text. Mm-hmm. And like they would sort of link together in pages. Mm-hmm. So you could just sort of tell this sort of story and mm-hmm. each page could have a sound effect or music. Mm-hmm. So it was this like multimedia storytelling experience that mm-hmm. you could sort of build from all these pieces. Okay. So Booby's Head was a story about a disembodied head who went on an adventure in a sort of fairy tale land. Who is the titular, pun intended, Booby? <laughs> don't know he's just, like that was just I, mean, I thought it was it was funny he didn't in the fiction of this story he did not exist as an intact man he was a an alive i assume magical disembodied head oh, okay sort of his whole his whole deal i see he would roll around and get into adventures and little little maybe like gingerbread man-esque okay um it was a rollicking a rollicking tale yeah march 26th 
I am at my dad's. Today is Friday. Bodhi put both feet on my nose. <laughs> he likes to play with his ping pong ball. <laughs> I played Story Weaver. And then I've crossed out the word again for some reason. Oh, so, you, oh, it's interesting. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you played Story Weaver. I played Story Weaver. I consider it a game, which is, it wasn't really a game. No. There wasn't, it was more a toy. Mm-hmm. You know the difference between games and toys? I don't. So games have a, a win state. Oh. Games have kind of have start one way and end another way. Okay. Toys don't. To play with a toy is to achieve, you are achieving the goal the moment you start. I see. But a game has a kind of a journey okay. from one place to another. So like Legos would be a... Legos, Cause oh. Those would, know, be, those would be a game. Well, that's, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because I do think Legos are a, a toy. Maybe it's more than a game, like you can lose a game. Okay. I mean, you can't really lose so like there, playing with a toy. There, there are stakes in a game. There's stakes. There's, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it right. And there's, there are. Okay, no, I know what it is. Yeah. Sorry, let me say that again. Okay. Do you know the difference between a toy and a game? I don't. So, <laughs> I really had a lot of confidence going into that, <laughs> and I was blown out of the water. There's a wrong way to play a game. Okay. But there's not a wrong way to play with a toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? You can lose at a game. Yeah. Is this your own theory or is this No, this is you... this is folklore. There is a folklore of play mm-hmm. and they define toys and games differently and a game is I mean I think the main difference is that a game has rules and okay. a toy does toy not. Is very open-ended. You know, yeah, a toy is to be played with, a game is to be played okay. and won or lost. I see. There's more of a boundary to games mm-hmm. in that you in There's that, like a prescribed. Yeah, and that if you stop doing a certain number of things, you are no longer playing that game correctly. And I guess that's what you know because Lego. When you said Legos, I thought of a kit, but yeah. like the goal of Legos is not to build right the thing the that is thing. on the box. Mm-hmm. Like Legos are a toy. You're supposed to put them together however you want. Yeah, yeah. Like that is you are not doing Legos wrong. Mm-hmm. But a Lego kit, like when I bought the plane kit, like that is almost a gamification of Lego. Yeah. It's like you're putting a game on top of oh, yeah. a toy. When you get Legos, is it kind of like, here's a plane, here's something you could do with No, this, when or... you buy a Lego kit, it's like, here's the exact amount of Legos to build the exact thing the on the exact box. Thing on the here's the instructions, don't do anything else. Yeah. But that is, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. That aspect of Lego is closer to model I see. than game or toy. I see. You know, and that's a totally different thing. Okay. That is following instructions to create a predetermined end, which is neither a game nor a toy. So I think that the difference between a game and a toy are rules. Okay. I never knew that distinction existed. Yeah. This is an educational podcast. I've learned a thing. <laughs> If you've learned a thing, please (laughs) leave us a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Before last week, we had been pulling songs, the number one song from the Billboard 100. Yes. Last week, we decided to deviate from that a bit. Last week, we played Seven Seconds of Ordinary World. Yeah, your sister actually downloaded the MP3 because of that. Yeah. So you're welcome, Duran Duran. (laughs) Don't sue us. (laughs) In movies, like in period pieces, one of the things that sometimes annoys me is that they will play songs that are, like there's a very limited window. So like if, if a movie takes place in 1988, they'll use for the soundtrack songs, Just songs from that Songs year? that came out within a couple months of that. Oh, of the, which is... I was going to say it would be interesting this week to play a song that maybe came out within the last few years. Sure. But wasn't necessarily from March 1993. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm into that. Then we can play kind of. Then we can play anything that came out we want before March from, 1993. Except, yeah, except anything that came out before 25 years ago. Sure. I mean, so there has to be some rules. So I was thinking. Do you have a popular? Do you have a song in mind? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jetta Diaries, the Jetta Diaries, that's the name of this podcast. And now this episode is through.